Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast today. We're going to be talking about the sad truth on notes on owner financing deals. Before we do that, though, let's take a second and talk about the Casual Fridays REI consulting program. Guys, basically, we're here to help. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to this and you just want some help picking and pricing a county, or you've been at it for a while and you're looking for some help on ways to expand. All you got to do is go to our website at www.casualfridaysrei.com, click on the consulting tab, walk through the sign up, and then we'll be in touch to help you get started. Happy New Week, sir. What is up? Nothing. Before we get too far into the show, uh, we had Mr. Jace Cunning last Wednesday. He was going into his, before we talked to him, when we talked to him, he was going into the two last biggest races of the year, and he won both of them. So he won the Pro-A title of the year. He did, yeah. yeah. So congrats, congrats. congrats, Jace, if you're still listening in Australia now, because he's already flown back across the pond, or he was doing that today, but, you know, congratulations. Yeah, happy to see that. I'm not calling it the Casual Fridays effect, but we had two Aussies on who both, like, hit pinnacle moments for him after, within within five days of being on our podcast. I'm not saying it's the Casual Fridays effect, but I think we have that effect on certain people. Yeah, We'll call it the CF bump. The CF bump. There's I, a there's a podcast I used to listen to called the Wadcast Podcast, and every time they had a guest on, mm-hmm. something big would happen afterwards. They call it the Wadcast bump. Yeah. So we're gonna. Be I the, mean, I we'll think that's. CF bump. I think that's uh, happened for quite a few of our guests. Well, good for them. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad. I'm happy to hear it. Yeah, we had Reed the week before, and his book hit number one on Amazon. Cool. So we're nothing wrong with that. Maybe I need to be a guest on our show <laughs> to get that bump. I think you've gotten the bump. <laughs> <laughs> no one saw what you just did so yeah darn it we need yeah. camera yeah <laughs> justin acted like he got struck by lightning jumped yeah. out of his chair I'm, I'm, it's electrifying yeah so what else is up what's going on nothing it's uh everybody's in that weird holiday in between holidays i just put the red lights up on my house for my wife apparently i need to dig out some white deer put them in the yard to celebrate you got the tree up trees up yeah and she does that like religiously right after the day after thanksgiving but uh she was uh she stole some of my lights from my outside stuff and uh put them on the tree and she doesn't remember stealing them from my outside bundle of lights because miss jessica had a couple glasses of sangria when she did it what about um gifts are there already gifts under the tree no no, no. gifts under the tree yet no, we're not super big on gifts. Like we, like you see some of these families that do these just massive amounts of gifts everywhere. We try to keep it pretty simple for our kids. Um, Santa Claus gets them what they need. Like if it's like clothes, shoes, socks, you know, things like that. And one small thing that they want. And then our parents do that because I, I saw, I've seen this thing over social media over the last 15 years. It was like these kids that get, you know, iPads and these dirt bikes and things like that for, from Santa Claus. And the other kids go to school and they think, well, why didn't Santa Claus like me as much as they like my friend? And I, mm-hmm. that really resonates with me. And I'm, maybe it's from my childhood and upbringing, but I, I really think that as parents, we can pay attention to little stuff like that a little bit more. You know, we don't want other kids to feel bad. You know, we can do stuff for our kids like that, but we just, you know, we make sure they have what they need and, and a little bit of what they want. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Um, I always remember when I was a kid, I, my parents, you know, only child, obviously, I was taken care of. Yeah. I always felt guilty if I 
felt like my friends didn't get anything, and, and I did. But, yeah, so good lesson. Yeah, like that sweet-ass black C-71 truck used to roll around in. <laughs> well, the rest of us don't have heat or AC. Mr. Southie's rolling around in this short white bed, step-side black, jacked-up Z-71 looking all cool. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I looked pretty cool. I had a pretty cool truck. <laughs> I looked pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I wish you had that truck still. Or I, I wish do. I had it. I do, too. It was a neat truck. Yeah, that's one of those things I should have never sold, but... Ah, here we are. Yeah, anyway, so... Let's talk to, about to, selling so, land notes. <laughs> yeah, real quick, just I just want to mention uh, the live event. Okay. Tickets are still going. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't checked it out, if you haven't been on our webpage, go check it out. It's the live event tab. It's going to be a great event. Top Golf, Fort Worth, all day long. We're going to do Project One, mm-hmm. which is still a secret, but it is going to be something you're not going to want to miss. It's mm-hmm. not going to cost you anything. It's not a sale. So that's all we're telling you about that. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're going to be... You know, it's going to be a full day, though. There's going to be education, breakout meetings. There's going to be golf event. It's going to be a great time. So go check it out. Yeah, the tickets are going fast, and that's I'm, I'm concerned with the limited seating. I, it's it's crazy to me just how quick they've gone. So if it's something you think about, act early. Don't wait till the last minute. Yeah. Because um, it, it, it is stuck at what we have available. Yeah, and that is 35 seats. We had the big room. We got knocked out for a charity event, which we're okay with. But the room we have now is 35 seats. Yep. So when tickets are sold... It's sold. Yep. All right. So the truth about notes. Sad truth about Sad notes. Sad truth about notes. And I, and this is probably like one that you're not going to like because you love notes, Mr. Terms. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's obviously something that I've always known mm-hmm. with notes, right? Everybody does notes, knows the sad truth, which is no secret. I mean, notes end. They do. That's the problem with them. Mm-hmm. You can adjust that by doing longer terms, bigger yeah. deals, more expensive stuff. But that's the point it ends. It's not generational wealth. Nope. And that's, as we, for me, it's one of those things I think about as the kids, how we set them up, what we do going forward. And can you set up a business that's automated to run, you know, with VAs and things like that? Yes, you can. But what about creating that passive and do notes do that? Because it is passive after you've done the transaction and you just got to monitor from there, but it doesn't, it's not generational wealth. And, you know, when I used to fight that with one of my mentors, I would, I, we would talk to him. He goes, it's great that you, you do this, you know, but in five years or 10 years, you have to refill it with something else or that money's gone. And I'm like, what? He's like, ah, you know, and we, we would go back and forth and I was like, yeah, I get it. You're right. But, you know, and that was me thinking in the short term, like, what does that long term play for you? And we talk about a five year, a 10 year, talk about kind of understanding where you want to shift your business, what it wants to do. And that always changes. But the sad truth to notes is that it's not forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's why I prefer, you know, five, ten year, seven year note, five, seven, ten year notes. Mm-hmm. I see some of these people that do three year notes, and for me, that's just not long enough. Yeah, because I mean, three years will be here before you know it, mm-hmm. right? At least with five years or six years. Actually, I don't know if I have anything less than six because it's at the worst case scenario, it's money, all your money back year one, and then five years of cash flow, mm-hmm. but. It makes it so much longer, even though it does still end. Yep. Right. And I, as we grow our businesses, where I know we're looking at ways to make that generational wealth, where it never ends. Mm-hmm. You know, and with land, you can do that if you. Well, I don't know if it's generational, but you know, you buy bigger properties that you're financing for 20, 30 years. Yeah, but still, twenty, thirty years, your your kids at that point. You know, like I, I try to look at what, where would I be in uh, ten years? You know, ten years for me, I'm going to be. 47, 48 years old, 10 years, my kids still haven't graduated high school. And so people often ask me, what is your goal? And I'm like, I want to get the youngest through school doing what I'm doing and enjoying the time watching them growing up. So he's about to be, he's not quite two, it'll be two in June. 
So I've still got 16 years that I've got to think about. And after that, it's I go bartend at the Tiki Hut in the U.S. Virgin Islands. I go do that. Yeah. So so I do want to say my one, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. The one thing against this mm-hmm. is that generational properties, like a, let's say an apartment complex, self-storage facility, right? How many people do you know actually keep those for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, right? They're, yeah. se- they're selling them anyway. Yeah. Every, out. every five, seven, 10 or years. Or they're refining back out. Yeah. Well, at least that way they still provide cash flow. But I, I would guess the number of people who bought an apartment complex 30 years ago who still own it today is super slim. So is generational wealth even... Is it even really a thing? Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. And I I agree with that. Like, I, I understand your thought process behind it. And I'm like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Adam's right. that you, you know, I've changed houses seven times in my life, and I'm 37, and we've bought nicer and bigger. But the average person that buys a home stays in a home for nine years. So... By that thoughts process, oh, I'm going to get a 30-year mortgage, and I'm going to have this paid off in 30 more years. You're not. You're going to have two more houses beside them Mm -hmm. if you're the average person. Yeah. So when you think of it that way, I mean, yes, it sucks that they do pay off, Uh but it wouldn't matter what you had. You're going to continue doing that anyway. I think the difference is saying that the some of the industry terms that have been thrown out there has been like, oh, forever cash flow and things like that. That's not true. It's it's for a time. Then you chase a transaction to refill that, whether... It defaults and you reset the five years or you extend it, you know, or you go buy another piece of property and you keep doing it. It's that's the truth of it. It's a sad truth. It's a realization. We're not saying it's bad. It's just something you have to plan for in your business as you start putting out your your plans for your business and what you want to do as an investor. Yeah, because you can get to a point where you'd say, OK, I want twenty five thousand a month. That's a hundred properties that make two hundred fifty dollars a month each. Mm hmm. There comes a point where you can build this machine that just goes out and buys those for you, a hundred properties every year, mm-hmm. right? But you have to keep the machine. You have to keep it oiled. Yeah, um, or else that ends when the cash flow ends. Mm-hmm. But also, let's not forget about the other sad truth: is that people default. They do. <laughs> you know, and you, you, I was really lucky in my first like year or two that my defaults were super slim, mm-hmm. super slim. Like I was way above the industry average, I believe. But over the last month or two. I feel like they're all they, they all just decide to come back at it. once, yeah. yeah. Um, but the great thing is, when you have enough, like you could lose them and still be having really good months, yep. right? And then now, because of the people who, at least for me and my particular situation right now, is people have paid for them for so long, and now they're defaulted. I've got great properties for either free or next to nothing in them. I can, mm-hmm. if I chose to, I could just wholesale them and still make good money. Yep. Um, or you re-oil the machine and yeah. just fill it back up. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what I'm doing. You know, I, we've said before that when someone defaults, it kind of puts a negative Taste. karma on the property, yeah. right? And you just wholesale it off. But I've got two right now that I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to hang on to them and I'm going to re-own or finance them. No, you're not. Somebody's going to offer you cash and you're going to sell them. Well, so I'm not going to wholesale them off just to get rid of them. Got you. Yeah. You know, that they want to pay full market value. The point is I'm getting market value for them this time. Got you. Yeah. Got you. I'm, I'm okay with that. Like I, I, I've got two right now that the, both of respondents said they'll take care of it, but they just hit their 30 day period. Now they're in a grace window to get caught up. Both of these properties I'm, I'm profit on them. I'm all profit. Like I'm, I'm into the, the green. So my mindset is, ah, just get them off the books. One of them I will resell on terms because it's in a really good area. It's a really nice property. The other one, one of my friend's, Termed this property is where you go bury dead hookers. You still have that? Yeah. Man, that was like a first property, it feels like. No, I mean, it wasn't a first one. It was like, like it, in that first year, it wasn't? Mm-mm. Oh. No, it came from a guy I bought a property from the first my first run, and he called me with two more properties. And I think I paid him 800 bucks for this property. I sold it on eBay, on an eBay's terms auction, and the guy 
paid me 500 down and he's been paying me 125 a month for two years now and I'm 800 bucks into the property. And so he, he likes being late. He pays the late fees and doesn't <laughs> mind. So I, like I said, he's not horribly worried about it. It's and it's one of my, I always talk about not liking doing deals in California. It's one of the few deals I've done there. And so it, there was a, it was a, a while back. I mean, it's, I'm in a green on it, so I'm not too concerned, but it's uh, it's still not even one of my in my automated system. It's one I still actually use a pencil and paper on every month. Mm, mm. So, yeah, when you say that, just to clarify, like it's not in your ACH to automatic payments or whatever. You actually do a paper. This person paid this much this month. And, yeah, like yeah. It, it runs into my Excel. Like I have a master Excel yeah. uh, CRM that keeps track of all that, and it's in that that portfolio doesn't have with my automatic ACH and payment. And I've tried to set him up on payments and he's like, yeah, yeah. First month it paid second month it defaulted. <laughs> and so he just saw it and I said, you have to reset it back up. So this month he has been 30 days late, uh, or this year, 30 days late three times. And he's always caught back up because I make him pay both payments plus a late fee. And he does, mm. but it's just, it's part of it. Yeah. These, these young land investors don't know how good they've got it now with <laughs> oh automatic automated systems. We are still young land investors. <laughs> Back in our day, Back. pen and paper to <laughs> record. You, you say one of those dip it in ink with our, <laughs> our our feather. No, and that's and that's cool that we're seeing the technology change. Maybe it's just us getting wiser to it or using different tricks of the trade. But that's all about this journey and the growing and why we share this stuff with everybody on the show is that, yeah, you could do it with pencil paper and look up the legal description and find the property using that, or you could use these other tools. You know, we're not saying you just get started mm-hmm. and then start making what the tools that you need where your bottlenecks are and, and automate those. Yeah. I sold a piece of property the other day to a, another investor, and she was like, um, hey, I've been doing this for four months now. How long, you know, how long have you been doing this? And I was thinking, man, it's getting close to four years. Yeah, you know, you're, you're old man now. I can almost say I'm a experienced land investor. Well, you do have a podcast, <laughs> so you kind of pretend you are. Uh, yeah, I think after 150 episodes, people could would be able to call us out if we were. I think so as well. I think it's funny she didn't know who you were. I I kind of made the transaction easier. Did it? Yeah, she maybe listened to this now. I don't know, but it, yeah, it's just. Did she ever figure out who you were? No. Okay. At least not that I know of. We're going to track her down <laughs> and say, have you seen this guy? Yeah. Well, they were outside of our traditional groups. Or she okay. came from outside of our group. So uh, the groups that we have been involved with previously. But mm-hmm. yeah. I, I picked up what you were putting okay. in there. I'm just you, trying heard, to clarify the, for everyone I else. I heard the S, the groups, traditional groups we've been involved with. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know if everyone did. I'm trying to clarify for everybody. Okay. So, Fair enough. Got anything else? No. It's a good Monday. Yeah, it is a good Monday. So we'll call it right then. Then let everyone enjoy their day. And while they're out there enjoying the day, go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like. Give us a follow. And then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you Wednesday. See you Wednesday.